0: Good afternoon. It is about noon time, so I gotta say good afternoon. If I said good morning, I'd be late. <laughs> but um, you are listening to RadioA1A.com. My name is Mark Mills, and this is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live. Uh, we are singular uh, today. Michael is up uh, hauling the mail, as they say, on the mainland. Um, in closing, we love when that happens uh, because this <laughs> is a real estate show, after all. Uh, And it is brought to you uh, each and every Monday at noon by the uh, good folks at Center State Bank. Betty Brown, uh, the renowned Betty Brown. You know, I wouldn't want anybody to get that wrong and think the round Betty Brown or anything like that. Betty will personally (laughs) kick me in the butt for that remark, but she's such a class act, you know. And uh, Lisa Feliciano, uh, those ladies, uh, if you have lending needs... Uh, it's got to be your first stop, you know. You got to give them a buzz, check them out. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll actually, I don't know, we we'll, wouldn't we got two three shows left this year? We'll get Lisa on for one of those shows, definitely. So, uh, great uh, portfolio lending, all that kind of stuff, which is really important because it gives you great flexibility. And, uh, they're just like all over it with the options, so, uh, and like help with down payment, things like that. So, Pretty hard to argue with. Center State Bank, uh, the uh, place to go for all your lending needs. Commercial, residential, otherwise. And then uh, Sunshine Title, uh, which is uh, Jenny Pinnell, at al. All the gals at Sunshine Title. Pam, Irene. Uh, it's just a, no surprise closings, and that's the bottom line for them. Uh, we have... What I think is going to prove to be a really cool show today. Lots of folks are kind of getting to the yawn and stretch point of uh, Hurricane Irma and uh, Hurricane Recovery and that type of thing. But you know what? Living through it here in the Florida Keys, uh, it goes on every day. Uh, You leave your house, you drive down the highway, and you still see that the efforts are being made to pick up debris you know, which uh, did you ever think, you know, now and you, you'll become very familiar with his voice in a few minutes. Uh, Cammie Clark is the public information officer for Monroe County. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, cool. And uh, and in a real journalist. God, we share <laughs> the same blood. You know, and uh, a really uh, classy lady who has brought, um, you know, it, the job that you have is about... Uh, taking what happens, I think, politically uh, and uh, and otherwise within the county machine, and, and doling it out to uh, knuckleheads like myself, you know, and uh, other people in the media, uh, you know, print, um, uh, radio, television, uh, what have you, and your ability to communicate with us <laughs> is kind of frightening, because you, know, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you 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 spell it all out, you put it all out there, and uh, and I warned you I was going to do this, but. During Hurricane Irma, uh, this lady was the anchor that kept, you know, my news broadcasts and I'm sure all others, uh, you know, steadfast, properly informed. And, it, you know, uh, you
1: yeah.
0: know and she did a hell of a job, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank so. you very much. Absolutely. It was a many 17-hour days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even sure if there is another variety of, you know. <laughs> the hours in a day anymore unless it's 24 or so. Um, you know, how, how did you wind up here, first of all? Was this like, you know, me and my husband wanted to do some fishing or what?
1: No, no, actually, I was uh, working for the Miami Herald in Miami covering right. NASCAR, of all things, and uh, <laughs> I'd been a journalist for 30 years, sports, covering sports for 20, sports. and I was just a little tired of all the hotels and traveling, and they, all of a sudden, the job for the uh, uh, bureau for the Key West uh, opened up, and I said, ooh, that sounds really good <laughs> for the Miami Herald. So sure. anyway, sh- lo and behold, I got that job. I wrote a- everything about the keys for about nine years until I always say they couldn't afford me anymore. <laughs> 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 and uh, so when I was uh, got, got the boot around Christmas a couple of years ago, I was not sure what to do because my husband works for the sheriff's office. And, you know, lo and behold, he's got a few more years till retirement. So anyway... We decided uh, that I was just going to hang around and do some freelancing, and all of a sudden the public information job came up with the uh, county, and I've been doing that for the past couple years.
0: Yeah, it is a matter of really translating, because after you've spent a while working within government, uh, and especially with elected officials, you learn that they do speak an entirely different
1: language and you know what it's very different being on this side of government sure. versus on the other side I was a watchdog of government of and now I'm part of it yeah. and you actually have a better appreciation of how difficult things are to do you know it seems like simple why don't you just go pick up the debris <laughs> simple why don't you just go do this simple 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 and um, and having lived it and been in the zillions of meetings and knowing how you have to you know, work with other agencies you know state and federal partners mm-hmm. it is way more complicated than anybody really understands well
0: you know when we all of us as consumers and taxpayers uh, uh, alike w- want you folks, you know, the government you you, uh, you know, keep your hands off my money, but okay, well you gotta have a little bit of it because I don't want my children to be idiots, you know, I mean I'd like them to be educated and you know, have clean water to drink and things like that, so then, you know, it's the whole child making process that confuses all of this, but, um, you know and, and I apologize if you have children <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've inherited children.
0: There you go. It, it <laughs> happens, you know. Uh, but I mean, it really, it, you know, it, it's. I'll tell you a, a very short story. Uh, Two thousand uh, election year, and uh, and I'm uh, up in the in the hinterlands of the Midwest, and uh, walking across, uh, you know, uh, auditorium floor. And the, and the guy standing next to me all of a sudden is uh, Senator George McGovern. You know, you know, state of great state of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, a, and a, a great guy, very approachable, you know, just a, a, a good human being. And so we started talking, you know, and, and, uh, and just in, you know, one of my, like David Letterman used to say, you brush with greatness or whatever, you know. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I said, you know, George, one of my brother's uh, claims to have voted for you in 68 with the same passion that he voted for George Bush in 1988. You know, and and, uh, and just kind of left it hanging there. And, and <laughs> McGovern sort of scratched his chin for a minute and looked up at me and said, you know, it's funny what happens to people when they start paying taxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Touche. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, it's like, and, you know, I guess just to punctuate that point, you know, when we have children, when we buy homes, when we get, you know, to a place like this, you realize that your tax pain becomes a whole different thing that really requires you pay attention.
1: Absolutely, and that's part of my job as public information is not just to get it out to the media, but to get the information out to the public in as uh, uh, factual. Mm-hmm. You know, in this date of fake news, everything I put out is real news. I promise. I, um, God bless you, man. <laughs> I'm
0: telling this woman, and she's spoken for, but she's just talking right directly to my heart.
1: I know sometimes you know? what I say, you know, people don't believe, but it's. It really is just the facts, and we try to do it without a political filter. From my job, obviously, everything you know involved in government is you know politicized at some point. But um, which is sad. It, well,
0: <laughs> well, it is. You know, know? I mean, it, it, it,
1: it, it is. Even debris removal is politicized, and how, come on, you know, I mean, that it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I know, Cammy,
0: that blows my mind. It really does, but I, I, I expect it. Yeah, you know, I like everybody else. You know, you just you, you know dog catcher street sweeper you know why does it cost so much to get all this done well because nothing's easy
1: no and and um, for debris removal wow this has been probably the biggest thing we've taken a hit on as a county and it's the most difficult thing, um, other than housing, which is one of the other long-term issues that we're going to have in this county.
0: Well, it's about to change radically, oh, too.
1: Absolutely. Know. I mean, up here in Isla Morata is, you know, we look like we didn't even have a storm compared to what it's like in the lower keys, yeah. especially around Big Pine and Kajo, where total neighborhoods are totally decimated. It's gone. Yep. Yeah, it's very I mean, sad.
0: It. Uh, you know, I, I was having breakfast with friends today that now live up uh, by... Um, what is it, uh, Lions Safari up there, Westbound Beach, uh, kind of up in that area. And they were Keys folks originally. And, and, you know, to them, it is, you know, they've been down south of Malmacher 40. And, and it's like, you know, my, my buddy said, God, it, it was like going to Puerto Rico. You know, I mean, it's just the the comparison uh, between the two places and the amount of damage sustained is almost identical
1: and and it's a it's twofold it's a factor of a they got the hardest part of the storm oh, yeah. i mean The winds up here were nothing compared to what they were down there. And Mm -hmm. also, um, you know, here you see a couple of our trailer parks up here that, you know, mobile home parks that that got pretty decimated, the one right next to my house. Uh, But down in Big Pine, in that area, there were a lot more of those. Oh, my God, yeah. And and it's crazy to see, but you can look at a neighborhood street, and you see the ones that are built to code. Sure. And then the houses on the side or the mobile home, not not even mobile homes, houses that weren't built to code versus built to code. And the one built to code... I mean, it was perfect, even the, sure. even the swimming pool looked all right. And the one, the two houses on either side of it were totally gone, the gone. roofs and stuff. So it really does show building codes make a difference. It
0: make a hell of a difference. You know, I mean, if you think about it just from the standpoint of what we went through in, in um, Andrew, which, you know, allowed us to, you know, tragedy brings forth the uh, necessity for, you know, tougher laws and, and you know, uh, higher codes and that type of thing which is what Andrew brought about, you know, and, and had we not experienced that, you know, God knows where we'd be, you know, uh, if the building codes hadn't have been brought up over the last 15, 20 years.
1: And you're going to see the same thing that we're struggling with now. Um, you know, their, their Andrew is our Irma and, um, and it's sad because people want to rebuild their mobile homes. They want to do things because it's the, the most affordable and they may not even be able to afford to build, builder stronger homes. But as a community, and in order to stay in the national flood insurance program where right. we the county's gotten 30% discounts for everybody by being in that program and and making the county more resilient place um, it's really important, and we 're really sad that some people are not going to be able to afford to live here anymore, so the county 's working really hard at housing strategies, getting federal and state money coming in to to help you know um, you know either elevate your home or make it stronger and so we 're going through a whole bunch of programs that are going to be coming up in the next few months, so people should you know pay attention and look to them that there is going to be help there to make your home more resilient and um, and hopefully we will come out of this. I know we'll come out of this a much stronger community.
0: You know, it's amazing, Harry. Um If uh, you want to kick me to the curb someday, just hire her, <laughs> you know, because she's... She my card. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, the algorithms are always already being planned. <laughs> <Arr>.
1: <laughs> I don't have a radio voice. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, well, I told you how I got mine, so, you know. Um, the, the bottom line here is, is that is the reason why you are here today, is to talk to us about the STEP program and other things that the county has going on. And uh, we're at almost 10 minutes after the hour, so you know what? We're going to take our first break. You are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live from Radio A1A in Isla Morada today. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
3: Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate, and I'd like to be your Florida Keys realtor. My motto is service, plain and simple. And whether you're buying or selling property here in the fabulous Florida Keys, let me help you navigate the complex seas of real estate transactions to achieve your goals. Be it a traditional sale, short sale, a foreclosure, residential, or commercial, put my nearly 20 years of experience, expertise, and success to work for you. Please call 305-439-7730 or visit my award-winning Florida Keys real estate and lifestyle blog at therealestate. I look forward to working with you soon.
2: The Florida Keys is a chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. The Keys has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, The Keys has something to offer everyone. Caribbean in real estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide, and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This added to our local market expertise makes American Caribbean real estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys.
3: rob hill with breaking news in the world of medicine researchers now agree that listening to trop rock on the award-winning radio a1a will reduce your cholesterol increase libido and performance in the bedroom improve skin tone and make all your dreams come true so stay tuned and live longer listening to radio a1a music for the road to paradise
0: That's funny as heck. I couldn't believe it. Actually, you know what? We're on the web. That was funny as hell, Harry. (laughs) That really is. Absolutely. You know, uh, Cammie Clark is with us, a public information officer from Monroe County. You are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. And, uh, you know, (laughs) go like us on Facebook, okay? And then in a couple of minutes, I'll be making enough sense to listen to. Uh, The bottom line is is that uh, Cammie had a a very uh, strong uh, career in sports. Uh, media for quite a while uh, as a journalist, and uh, I think uh, Harry burped somewhere along the line and during the break, and then you know felt embarrassed because he did it with a woman in the room, and it was <laughs> Cammy's like, "Are you kidding me?" You know,
1: I've been in locker rooms. Yeah, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We're we're really Harry. I mean, we could probably you know.
1: No, let's don't. There, okay, won't go there. <laughs> you
0: know, it involved a razor and stripping naked, but you know it's, we'll we'll move off of that one. So in a hurry, look, I'll I tell you what. Um, you guys did uh, and again uh, an incredible job of keeping us up to date on what was going on during the storm, what the county had underway, uh, you know w- what to do to. And you made this point earlier. Uh, make sure that people knew this was a serious storm. This is nothing where you're just going to hunker your butt down and drink rum. You know, I mean.
1: No, I I mean, we were begging people before the storm hit. I actually had a woman that was a caretaker of paraplegic in Big Pine say that he and his wife wouldn't go. And I'm like, I have to get the guy on the phone. I said, sir, this is, a, yeah. you know, a storm. And he's like, I am not going. They can go, but I am not going. And, and we, and, you know, I had, you know, 100 calls like that where people Whew. were begging me to you know, convince their significant other or whoever that they needed to leave Dodge.
0: Man, you need a counseling certificate then too, (laughs) don't
1: you? Oh, my goodness.
0: Unbelievable. God. Look, uh, I'll tell you what. The county has come up with some really remarkable programs to help people rebuild STEP program is one of them, so let's start with that and see where else this goes, because I know they've got a lot of other stuff in the works right now, don't they?
1: Yes, and, um, and the county is working with the STEP program, which is actually a FEMA program, and it gives 20, 000, up to $20,000 in emergency repairs to get your damaged house uh, livable so that you can complete the more Uh, you know, more permanent repairs long-term, but in the meantime, you don't have to be, you know, living in a FEMA trailer, you don't have to be, you know, displaced out of where your kids go to school. And that you can be in your own home. Um, so it provides, you know, a bathroom, a functional bathroom, a functional kitchen, and air-conditioned in just a small portion of your house so that you can actually live in it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so far, we've got nearly 300 people have signed up for this program. Wow, that's awesome. And, and it's very fast-tracked. It's all within a three-month period, so already... Well, you know we started this about a month ago, and already we have construction going on in a in the first few houses, and it's going to be ongoing they're fast tracking the permits they're fast tracking everything, everything is permitted, everything is up to code and again, it is no cost to the homeowner; you just have to be able to qualify that your home is not so destroyed that it can't be repaired right
0: right it's in other words, if you don't have a red tag you know you're you're still a rebuildable. You know, uh, and and one of the things that I've I've, uh, been able to figure out about this program uh, doing a little bit of research is that economically it's almost a shade of brilliance. Because, you know, to send a FEMA trailer down here and, you know, sadly, but uh, truly, um, people don't necessarily treat FEMA trailers with a great deal of respect. No. And they cost real money. You know, I mean, that's a taxpayer expense, folks, whether we know it or not. So uh, a lot of times when the government ships a bunch of uh, trailers to some place, they get back another pile of junk, yeah. you know, and, and sad but true. And look, I'm just, you know, I'm not trying to bad rap anybody here. But the bottom line is uh, with a program like uh, the STEP program, that 20 grand isn't, you know, it's not stupid throwaway money. You know, you've got to meet some requirements for it to get it. And, you know, you really what it does is it allows you to have a good, honest, rudimentary, you know, home, you know, a shelter, a roof over your head, a kitchen, a bathroom. And air conditioning. And yeah? air
1: con- Well, that's almost, you know, in, in the north, they had it for heat because it. Correct. This, was, this program was actually started after Hurricane Sandy. Okay. You know, when obviously their concern was not air conditioning, <laughs> it was the middle of the winter no. <laughs> coming up, and, you know, people were concerned they were going to freeze. i you know, and, uh, and down uh, here. Just to
0: sidestep on that a little bit. Sandy, folks, you know, I mean, if you think about taking a storm like Irma and then take 50 degrees off the temperature, 50 degrees. Off the yeah. temperature. I, w- you know, boy, you know, walking out in the next morning, I mean, you knew it was going to be hot and sticky. Hot and sticky is better than cold and wet any day of the week right. in my book. So now and, and your point being with Sandy that, you know, it was a whole different world, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely, and they found this program actually was, as you said, cost effective, right. um, but it was also psychologically important for the people to be able to stay in their own home, their own neighborhood. As you know, here in the Keys, we are very geography challenged. On, <laughs> I mean, it's hard for us to even figure out where to put a FEMA trailer. Sure. Some places, um, again, in the hard-hit areas like Big Pine, their lots are so small, there's not even a room to put a FEMA trailer. You can't slide it along next to no. the house because, and you, you know, that's isn't to have Hookups to you know electric and water and right. sewer in order to have these. So that's why this program's really great, good because it's not just giving away twenty thousand dollars. It's actually jumpstarting your you know your reconstruction right. of your own home. Right. You know fixing some pipes, maybe getting you a new water heater, whatever the case may be, to get you to that livable area. Right. And you know for many people, air conditioning is as important as heat. We actually had a woman die. Um, and they call this a storm-related death because of, you know, of, of, you know, too much heat, hyperventilating and that sort of thing. Um, and, and she, and she died because she didn't have air conditioning.
0: Oh God. I mean, that, that kind of stuff just makes you crazy. You know, I mean, and, and really, you know, we, we think of air conditioning down here is, you know, I mean, look, I've lived a lot of places where air conditioning wasn't flat necessary. Had it anyways, but, you know, I mean, it was a luxury. But, man, here it is a survival thing. It really is. It,
1: it is for some people that are yeah. elderly um, or even the young, you know, that don't have... I'm
0: not so old. <laughs> <laughs> I won't you call know. you elderly. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, I, so uh, step one to the STEP program.
1: Um, I think you have the 800 hotline number. Right.
0: Uh, that is uh, Five eight six zero. I'm going to repeat that. Uh, get time to get a pen or whatever you need, or punch it into your phone, folks. It is eight hundred nine six zero five eight six zero.
1: And uh, and it, there's it, definitely a time frame on this, so people need to do this, you know, pretty quickly because it is a three month program, and when it ends, it ends. Um, they've they've so
0: September tenth. You're talking about January tenth.
1: Uh, well, it didn't start exactly in okay. September. Yeah, got so you, people right. people have got a, you know, a tiny a bit of time, but but they should register right away because it does take a little bit of time to go through the permitting process. You actually have an inspector come out in your house, and, and what's really nice about this program is you, an inspector, and the contractor all go over and look at your house and see what's needed to be done, see if it can be done within the $20,000 um, amount range, of range, range, and then you all sign off on the scope of it. So if the homeowner's not happy, nothing gets done. And again, once the work is done, the homeowner has to sign off on it that everything was done according to what was agreed upon. Wow! It's really, really a wonderful program. It's
0: pretty cool. I mean, nine times out of ten, you feel like as a as a taxpayer that you know, if I'm going to ask the government for money, I'm going to get, you know, you know, you're going to get bent in the process, you know, and, and in in this case, not so much.
1: No, the county has worked really, really hard with FEMA and the contractors to make sure that everything is done. Um, you know, properly inspections codes. And I should mention that it's also eligible for mobile homes if it wasn't damaged beyond the 51% right. threshold, um, where that's called significant damage and you need to rebuild up to entirely up to code, Right, elevate your home or... Do you know, is it possible
0: to do with mobile homes these days, really?
1: Uh, I, it's a challenge. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: I don't mean to throw you from left uh, field here, but you know, it... Uh, It's a tough call. It really is.
1: Yeah. If your home is less than 51% damaged, then you can do things. You're still eligible to fix it, and and that's what I'm talking about. After 51%, this program won't even begin to cover it. You're going to have to demolish the mobile home and then start from scratch on, on that piece of property. Um, and the county's working, actually, with um, a company that's working on little homes, tiny homes, uh, that are... Which are there,
0: a couple have popped up uh, in, uh, in Key Largo that I've seen that are really nice.
1: Yes, they are very nice. Um, they're about the same square foot as a mobile home. They're Don't say they're cute. They're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you see on these all these home shows now, all these tiny homes and people that actually choose cool. to do this. Yeah. You know, and a mobile home doesn't have a lot of square footage to begin with. so right. People are, are used to living in that amount of square footage. But these things are much safer. And for, I think so. Yeah. And for mm. the long term, um, you know, resiliency of this community, um, you know, it's wonderful.
0: I think it's an awesome idea, actually. Yeah. So, so
1: again, they're a little pricier than mobile homes, but we're working towards trying to get you know grants and stuff in the future that can help build them.
0: Our um, 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 what am I thinking of? Uh, the uh, God, come on, Martin, this is a bad time to have a word run out of your head. <laughs> wave to you as <laughs> he runs away. So uh, the modular homes. Uh, you know, we've had a a gentleman on from Jacobson uh, Homes and uh, they're working with people like at Silver Shores and some of the other areas that were hardest hit. Um, Are modulars going to figure into this equation? Uh, Can you tell me? I mean, as far as you know, uh, they're a viable replacement, I believe, for uh, mobile homes.
1: Yeah, everything is in the equation now. The county, actually, the the storm was not even uh, six days old, and they, they got a county task force on housing. Right. Because we knew this was going to be the biggest problem that the county was going to face long term. Debris is going to eventually get picked up. You know, other things are going to happen. The, you know, the hotels are going to get back up and running. But the longest... Um, uh, or the biggest long-term issue the county was going to face is what's happening to our affordable housing, right. and how are we going to replace you know all that you know those homes that are lost forever, and so nothing is off the table.
0: Cool, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's always nice to know that when you're talking with government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll negotiate. <clears throat> uh, put his feet a little closer to the fire, would you? You know. So, uh, but I mean, it, it, with uh, with regards to uh, again like the modular homes and like that, you know. Um, What's happened with a lot of folks who own mobile homes? You know, they get a flat check for, you know, X amount of dollars because you're really not, you know, you don't insure the dirt that you live on. You know, like I know with Silver Shores, um, you don't own the dirt; you lease it. So, you know, there's no recovery there. You maybe wind up with a check for thirty, forty grand, and that's about it. You know, and that isn't going to buy you a new seat in a place like Silver Shores. Now, you know, there's other folks that uh actually have mobile homes that are on the dirt that they own, you know, and, uh, you know, a 5,000 square foot lot in Key Largo, La even if it's a dry lot, it's still worth probably 100, 100 and a half. Easy. You know, uh, if you've got a mobile home on it, you already have the right to rebuild, correct?
1: Yes. I'm I'm not gonna go too much into the weeds on uh, okay. the zoning and, and issues on that, so I don't want to misspeak. Yeah, that's but all right. uh, but definitely Boy well, you are a journalist, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> no, I just don't want to say anything incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um and it's very complicated. Yeah it is. I mean uh it it was it was unbelievable all the work that went behind the scenes um with the state and federal partners to just understand what can be done because we're on a floodplain. Right. Um, there's not too many places um that, you know, you can just build at, you know, regular height now. Uh, obviously, we have the issue with um, sea level rise. And um, you already see that with the king tides, that places that never flooded Whew. before are now flooding regularly. Yeah. Not just once in a blue moon, mm. um, <laughs> you know. But, so anyway, there's a lot of issues. And obviously, we want to do everything we can to stay in the National Flood Insurance Program. Right. Um, Again, I think Isla Murata has a twenty-five percent discount or twenty percent discount, um, and the county has gotten it up to a thirty percent discount. Wow! Um, So it's a significant, uh, you know, um, it's a huge chunk of things, and it's not only the discounts but just being able to be in the program because you know here at real estate, if you can't um, have a home that's got flood insurance, you're not selling a home.
0: Forget about it.
1: Exactly. So it's important to everybody. Sure, it
0: is. Now you had mentioned earlier uh, about um, help with elevation. And uh, and help with uh, and, uh, like uh, you're going to you're going to have a um, like a consortium or, a, or, or um, you guys are going to have meetings with the general public and, and talking about their concerns. Um, talk a little bit about that if you wouldn't tell us when those are going to come up.
1: Yes, so we have six public meetings coming up, and they're going to be from Key Largo to Key West, uh, and we'll have one at Isla Morada at Founders Park, you know, in the community center where they hold their council meetings. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one, don't hold me to it, by Mm. January uh, 8th, uh, Tuesday and um we have information coming out, and um
0: well you'll have the information on your county website absolutely, right? okay. and each
1: of the municipalities will put out when it's going to be available there, but anyway, it is a chance for people to come out and tell the county what they did you know and i say county county emergency management what they did right, what they did wrong. Uh, what they think can be done well, for improvement.
0: Yeah, boy, you guys. Been, <laughs> uh, I know we're, we've been. <laughs> Put a, your body armor <laughs> on that day. You know.
1: I know so so much work was done behind the scenes, and it's True. very difficult. We understand it when all you see is your destroyed home. So we get that, yeah, and um, and we're super sympathetic to what people have gone through down here. And again, in Isla Morada, you know, obviously there were some people that lost their homes, but the majority of people like me, just had a lot of debris in their yard. Sure. Um, and even a baby sea turtle that my husband saved, so.
0: What a guy. I know. It oh, is an awe yeah definitely. So. but
1: but it but you know it's hard to see the you know the devastation up here compared to what it is down there so it countywide we're coming together and this is a chance for people to come obviously issues in Isla Morada are going to be different than issues other places that's why we're having so many different meetings right
0: okay and well and you know I mean you've got regionals uh, here basically too and that you know uh each I don't want to say each municipality I don't want to speak out of turn either but you know uh you're going to be placed throughout the keys so everybody will get a chance to come in and, uh, you know, I mean, compliment compliment you guys. They should, first of all, think of that because, uh, you know, the the emergency management did a hell of a job here Mm -hmm. during the storm and uh, ex post facto, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where people want to, you know, um, they want to walk out the door in the morning and not look at the storm damage anymore. Tough to do. Correct. Really tough to do. And, and again,
1: yeah. yeah, the purpose of these meetings is not, you know, because we want any accolades. We we worked hard, but we know we can do better. And okay. um, and the purpose of these meetings is for people to come and tell us, you know, where where we didn't meet expectations. You know, I know it was easier for me to communicate to people up here because they had Internet service versus down there. People didn't have Internet. They didn't have cell phones cell phone service for months, and we, people up here don't realize that, so again, <laughs> you, know, it, it, it's, you know, it's it's difficult. People said, well, you should have mailed things, but the news was changing so fast, I, I couldn't mail something by the time it got to your mailbox, it's it obsolete. would have been out of date, yeah, so that doesn't it, make any sense. Yeah, so it's, it was a difficult situation, but obviously we know we can do better, and that's what the public meetings are for, is to understand how, um, you know, what the county did and didn't do, and what what we can do, God forbid we have another storm of this magnitude mm-hmm. um, that we're more prepared for it.
0: Well, if you figured Andrew is 92, so is that 25 years? You know, so well, let's hope it's at least another 25.
1: Absolutely. Know, maybe, yeah. I mean, as we know, this was the worst storm to hit the Keys since Donna, you know, and that was 1960.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a bad one. Yes. Know? Not and that I remember it, but you know. It, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago.
1: And we were actually lucky. This Even though this was a Cat 4 storm, the way it went over Cuba, it kind of uh, messed it up a little yeah. bit. So it could have been even a worse Cat 4. Um, and and still, it didn't spare anything. I mean, I mean the Emergency Operations Center was in Ocean Reef at the um, employee housing up there. Right. You know, and it it felt bad up there. And then, obviously, Key West, it felt bad. But, remember, yeah. but it was amazing. The community could recover so quickly in those areas. It's just that hard-hit area you know, round Marathon to about a mile marker, uh, 16. Well, I was
0: saying 40 down to 16, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and Marathon, I mean, certainly took its share of lumps. There's no question about yep, it. Yep, Marathon
1: so, got you know. hit very hard. Yeah,
0: you know. Well, and, and I guess you would call that, meteorologists like to call that the dirty edge of the storm. So, I mean, they're kind of getting that, you know, what's his name, Caesar, I did that <laughs> with the dogs, you know. He's always got his you know, one of his feet sort of, tapping the dog in the butt as they're walking along if the dog is misbehaving. That's the foot that Irma was using to, you know, uh, punch against, uh, you know, against Marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier uh, about the STEP program, and again, uh, that number is 800-960-5860, $20,000 to help you get into rebuilding your property. You get the chance, though, to meet with a, a county inspector. Uh,
1: actually, it's inspectors that have been contracted through the county and okay. FEMA, and um, and they have to go through all the regular, you know, county codes, um, okay. and muni- municipal codes, if that's the case, inspections. And but it's a very fast track process. I mean, very fast track process. And again, it's for uh, temporary repairs. You're not gonna get marble, you right. know? you're not gonna you're <laughs> not gonna get that, you know, that, that, that double wide refrigerator that you always yeah. wanted. Yeah. Um but it's enough to get you living in your home so that you can do the you know, more the more, extensive per- more permanent repairs. So yeah. your kids can go to the same school. So uh, you know, and again, a lot of people would rather live in a tent on their property than go, you know, live somewhere else.
0: Well and, and there again, I mean uh that was Almost permissible at one point after the storm. I mean, I know that uh, I, I remember reading press releases stating that, you know, if you had an RV, you could you know plug it in and stay on your property as long as you were uh, working on your permanent home. Now, is that true, or am I am uh, way off base? There,
1: there was you had to get a permit, but right. it was a very easy fast track permit to do right. so. Right. And um, and I don't know if that is still. It was for a certain amount of time. I think the
0: clock ran out on that. It may or may yeah. not.
1: So, um, again, you could get that information with the building um, uh, department at the okay. county. So I'm sorry I don't know that specifically. No, that's okay. But there was, there was a time immediately after the storm you could do that. You had just mm-hmm. had to go get a simple permit, and, um, and you could do so.
0: Okay, cool. But you certainly
1: can put a tent. But we don't want anybody doing that. <laughs> 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 we we want we want you to do the step program. We have enough money. There was enough for about five hundred homes in the grant, and we right. we're only up to about almost three hundred. So there's there's money available. That's why we're trying to. We're really actively trying to get people to at least uh, register. It's a simple registration process. It costs you nothing, um, and at the very least, you can at least check into it and see if you are eligible.
0: Cool. You know, it's uh, always good to uh, sort of. Uh, stave off the uh, Bedouin uh, rebuild uh, process. You know, yeah. tents tents being pitched everywhere. You know.
1: No, we don't want to see any. Yeah, it's tough to
0: yeah tough to, tough to sell that to the tourists. You know, so uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to take one more break here. It is about twelve thirty five on the East Coast, um, and uh, we will be back with Cami Clark from Monroe County. She's the Public Information Officer, and we'll talk a little bit more of emergency management. Yay in a minute. Stay with us. First-time home buyers, you say, hey, there are more of you than you know, and the bottom line is this, folks: if you haven't purchased a home in the last three years, then you can requalify as a first-time home buyer, uh, a la Center State Bank here in the Florida Keys. Now, there's a bunch of reasons to do this. Number one, easier to qualify. Number two, great rates, low down payment, and money to help you at closing. The list goes on. It's incredible. Contact Lisa Feliciano at Center State Bank, 305-852-0516, or log on to centerstatebank.com. If you're a realtor, or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title you want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance. Done right. Call Jenny at Sunshine Title 305-451-0032 today.
3: Hi, everybody. This is Tiki Tom Starkey. Need music for The Road to Paradise? Well, you found it right here on Radio A1A. What's hot on A1A from Key Largo to Key West? It's twistedpalmstradingco.com. One stop shop for all things tropical. If you're a Parrothead beach bummer just on the Sunbank side, twistedpalmstradingco.com has tropical apparel for men, women, boys, and girls, plus feed freedom sandals, 40 pairs to choose from, freedom shorts, palm tree shirts, hit the waves with hot swimwear, bath and beach body products, and new exciting products added on. before you check out at TwistedPalmsTradingCo.com, don't forget to get a good lay. Really, if it has to do with fun, sun, beach, and oceans, it's TwistedPalmsTradingCo.com. This is Radio A1A, music for the Road to Paradise.
0: Rocking our way back into our third segment. Uh, This is uh, Florida Keys. Real Estate Guys live on Radio A1A. I'm Mark Mills. Uh, Michael is out uh, making money today, which we really like that part of Michael. You know, his ability to earn. He's a good earner, as they say in the Italian communities. So, uh, Marinelli, yeah, go figure, you know. So uh, And uh, joining us today is uh, Kimmy Clark, the public information officer from Monroe County. And, uh, you know, a vital part of the emergency management team, certainly, uh, throughout this last storm, this was kind of your, uh, baptism by fire, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> nice I, way of baptism <laughs> by wind. I don't know,
0: but, you know, I, mean.
1: I, yeah, we, well, the emergency management director had only been on board, um, about a year and a couple months and I had only been on board about a year and a half when this struck. Um, so, Man. you know, there was a, there was a lot of changes that were in the works, um, you know, and, and, you know, as it came, you know, we were uh, working as quickly as we could to, you know, to do everything that we could to get, keep the public safe, informed, right. mm. and and speed the recovery as quickly as possible.
0: No little feat, folks. I'll tell you, it, it really isn't. I mean, it, if you were to go back, uh, you know, I mean, in, in you know, I mean, it is organized chaos. I mean, I, I think that, uh, that that was probably um, I. I don't know if Murrow said that or one of the one of the great, you know, seasoned, uh, you know, old salty dogs of the profession uh, said that, that, you know, the, the business of collecting news is organized chaos, you know, and uh, I mean, especially in, in uh, catastrophic situations like this, you know, uh, for Hurricane Irma. If there was another way to do it, you know, what, what would you change about uh, how this was done?
1: Well, the one thing I know for sure I'm going to change is I'm upgrading the emergency management website um, because it just was not functional. It had PDFs; you couldn't change information on PDFs. So we we created KeysRecovery.org on the fly, mm-hmm. and it worked very well in a pinch. But I'm, i
0: you, you guys created that like while the storm was yes. happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's yes. Amazing. Yes, we did. The minute we realized that the old emergency management website was not um, flexible, uh, fl- not flexible at all, we created that. Um, you know, basically within a couple days. Actually, Andy Newman Whew. at the TDC, um, um, his guys helped us create that. Andy's a very bright guy. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so uh, we a lot of kudos out to him and his organization. Mm-hmm. They helped greatly. Um, Again, I was busy working on revamping our main uh, website for the county when that occurred. So we're launching our new Monroe County website, which is going to be much more functional and uh, user-friendly to the public. And as soon as I'm done that, I'm working on doing the uh, new emergency management website. So that one will be ready to go, and that will be um, much more functional. But again, I learned in this storm that... um, you can have the greatest website on earth, but if nobody can connect to the internet, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm working on uh, some other ideas of how we can get text alerts to people. Again, text alerts work only if your cell phone works. But so, so there's a lot of issues that, you know, I'm still struggling with. How do I get to people that don't have internet and don't have, you know, text service? And then, you know, while you're in this, you don't understand you get thrown a lot of curves. And so like when the governor went on, uh, you know, national television, <laughs> and said, "Oh, and uh, the hotline for the state of Florida is monroe county's hotline number.
0: oh, <laughs> oh that was exciting, yeah, yeah. so yeah.
1: unfortunately, people couldn't get through to our hotline because all the state was calling us, and we
0: well you crashed the system essentially it, it, like, it, it, it?
1: it did. We had four people trying to answer phone calls on what's happening in you know Fort Walton Beach, right, so it was very it was yeah. very difficult. We tried to change phone numbers and then it was. It was just difficult, and then the storm hit, and then we didn't, ha- you know, again, the number got out a couple of times. Well, once it gets out, it gets out.
0: One of the things on top of Irma that uh, was, I mean, it had to be incredibly confounding for you guys was, I mean, she changed directions half a dozen times, easily. You know, so, I mean, uh, I had friends that were leaving here. Well, we're going up to Fort Myers because we'll be safe there. It's like, ha, <laughs> ha, really? You know, I mean, and they drove to Fort Myers, and Irma went around. And went right into Fort Myers. So, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff for you guys in your situation, especially warning people, that, that's got to be like a never-ending nightmare.
1: It w- it was because as you watched the storm approach on Thursday, we had the entire emergency operations center had plans... Because we were based normally in Marathon, just sure. and we don't have an emergency operation center. We have a BOCC meeting room right. that is converted into one, right. um, and it's not a Cat Five building. So <laughs> anyway, so we were we had plans Thursday morning that we were relocating to Key West right. um, to their EOC because that was going to be the safest point. Because at that point, it looked like Ocean Reef was going to get nailed. Right, and then within an you know a few hours, all of a sudden it went from you're going to Key West to no, now you're going to Ocean Reef. Right, you know because they had employee housing that they generously let us stay in right. um that wasn't being used because they evacuated all their employees right so we stayed in that um because then the storm looked like it was going to hit key west the worst um and and just in those few hours so and that's when we started getting that's when really really went berserk because all the people in key west that thought they were going to be safe in key west all of a sudden started going weren't i got to get out of dodge now yeah. and now they waited too long. There's no fuel. Late. There's no, the airlines have stopped running. The buses were stopping running. We were trying to get the airlines to, to do a few more flights. We were trying to get buses to come down. We were doing everything we possibly could. It's
0: like the last days of Saigon. Yeah,
1: you can't get fuel to, to get there no. and, and when, when the Cat 5 is heading. And so people were kind of blaming, you know, people, why isn't there fuel? Why isn't there this? But we have been saying since Tuesday, you've got to evacuate. Yeah. Get out. So you know, it's, it's- and look,
0: I'm one of the knuckleheads who stuck around too. I stayed. You know, I mean, I knew I had a significant property to stay in, but you know, I mean, it. it there are times when I, I look back on that and think, okay, you know, but because uh, I know you and and the mayor uh, covered. Yeah, oh, yeah, you guys were all over the planet. caravan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and you know, the issue about staying is not only, you know, you know, the threat of not surviving the storm, but then afterward, you don't have electricity, you don't have water, you can't flush your toilet, you have, you know, limited food that runs out. So then all of a sudden, the county not only is trying to get the roads back up and running, you know, make sure all the bridges are inspected and that we have to worry about feeding people and getting water and stuff. You know, and so, you know, that adds more resources in, so the longer you have to worry about, you know, getting that kind of resources to people that stay behind, is less resources you can put on getting the county back so right. everybody can return. Right. So there was a lot of frustration, I know, of, of the time frame it took to get back into the county. Well, but for those that were here, they understood why. Yeah. You know, is like, give oh, us, yeah, just question. give us a couple of days, we're going to get, I mean, you have to admit, the electric companies were rocking and rolling, the water companies I were was, rocking and rolling.
0: blew my mind, you know, honest to God, because they're, they're the place where I stayed, like I said, Hurricane Proof House, um, which turned, you know, I mean, it obviously still took a butt kicking, but, you know, we had a generator, we had plenty of fuel, we had lots of food stored in. I mean, you know, we, we knew this was going to be, you know, for my buddy, it was a bucket list thing. For me, it was just like, I want to live, you know, I, you know I, I don't I don't have this on my bucket list. You know, I just don't have any options, you know, so yeah. and and, you know getting out on the highway and driving, trying to outrun a storm to me has always seemed to be, well, I won't say it, but, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it it's like, you know, trying to avoid God or something like that. You know, I mean, it's it's tough to do, you know. I mean, you get an omnipotent being gay, okay, pretty much pretty tough to hide from that, I guess. But, you know, so it's hard to hide from a storm, you know. I mean,
1: it is, but but we are a different community down here, and that's why we were really right. trying to strive and let people know that, you know, if you're in Fort Lauderdale, we can understand why maybe you're going to ride it out in your home, you know, even if you're close to the thing. Here... If you have the flooding and stuff there's no way to go. You know, you are you know it's it. It, it's it there's no high well, and ground. Well, the after
0: my, uh, the aftermath is the hardest part. There's no question about it Absolutely. by some, Was it Saturday night it came in or Sunday night, I don't remember which one it was.
1: It, it came in Saturday morning yeah. and it hit on the 10th yeah. and um yeah, and it was and it was a long storm. Yeah. I mean, the winds were blowing for what 24 hours or something, something like that. you know. Yeah. It was a very very long storm. Yeah. But what we were most concerned about was a storm surge and right. you know people, you know, we, you know we didn't know how big it was going to be. We heard maybe even 10 feet high. If you're, We've heard tales of people that were in their mobile homes that the water was up to their neck, yeah. you know, and there was no place to go. I mean, we didn't want to have people drown. So that's another reason why we were, like, really working yeah. hard to get people out, yeah. especially if they're in those kinds of, um, you know, of, of housing.
0: I, I'm hesitant to bring this up, but, you know.
1: Um, bring it on. <laughs>
0: Well, I, you know, I mean, and please, if you, know, if you are, you know, don't feel an obligation to, you know, comment mm-hmm. on this. But, um, you know, the Keys have always had a large and somewhat healthy uh, homeless population. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that our shelters took in most of them.
1: We, we did not turn away anybody. Yeah. Um, what we did was we have shelters for last resort. Right. So we didn't even announce them because we didn't want people thinking, oh, they can go there. It's right. not like a shelter where you're going to go and you're going to get food and water. There no. was no services. No. It was just a big building that you could go in um, and, um, and so, yeah, we opened up at the last, you know, we knew there was always going to be people that were not going to go, Right. you know, some, you know, really, you know, had difficulty having means to go. I mean, there's a lot of reasons we're not knocking anybody, yeah, Right. but we knew that there was going to be people that weren't going to go. There were people that were claiming they were going to ride it out in Boot Key Harbor on their boats. And, Whew. you know, and, and, and up until the very last minute, you know, people were saying they were going to do that. We opened up, you know, marathon, high school, and I say we, the county, the school. Well, yeah, stuff. understood. Yep. So we opened up Marathon High School, you know, Coral Shores, Key West, Sugarloaf School... Um, as the shelters of last resort because we did not want anybody, you know, that didn't, you know, evacuate as requested. Well, I
0: think our schools are primarily built on a model of a Cat 5.
1: Yes, they're, they're definitely safe safe place to it's be. it's a state
0: prison that <laughs> they modeled <laughs> after. <laughs> Still a Cat 5 building, okay, so. But,
1: but it, as you know, I mean, in Mar- Marathon, you know, we had a death in one of them because yeah. a person had a natural, I, I don't know if it was a heart attack or stroke yeah. or something like that, but anyway, no medical services. Yeah. So, you know, that was another reason why we harped and harped for people to get out is there the hospitals were all shut down. Sure. Um and then um and then our, our, our emergency services doesn't work at that point. Even if you had a heart attack in that golden hour they can't get you out. Mm-hmm. Trauma star, all our three helicopters flew to Alabama to right. get away from the storm. Right. So there was no emergency services and um you know, the hospitals worked really hard right after the storm to get up and running as quickly as they can. But mm-hmm. as you know, Fisherman's still isn't open. Um no, they, they have not a temporary really. mash unit there. Basically. Basically. But but their their real hospital can't function because it was hit so bad by the right. storm. Right. So that was another now reason. There,
0: there's been some progress on that though, hasn't there? That uh, some land on. At the uh, the airport or something like that, uh, you know. Yeah, comment yeah. on that. The
1: Board of County Commissioners uh, approved a lease agreement for mm-hmm. one dollar a year with uh, with Baptist that now owns Fisherman's. Yeah. And that was to build like a kind of a kind of a cool thing, a modular hospital right. that will be there for possibly two years, maybe even a little longer, um, um, where they can do um, you know uh, procedures and, and various other things right. there while they rebuild uh, Fisherman's Hospital on the footprint that that has now. Right. The problem is they have like a temporary mash unit there now but once I mean, you start I mean it
0: literally is a tent and it, it literally is a tent yeah. yes
1: and the problem is that not only is that, you know, not a great facility, you know, for, for trying to do medical things, yeah. but, you know, once they they bring in, you know, you know, uh, equipment so that they can rebuild the real hospital, they right. need that land, Absolutely. you know, to stage and stuff. Right. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, that that's going through. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not, but at least the uh, they've moved through the process of the BOCC um, approving well, the lease. What's
0: the tip of the cap to Baptist that they're, uh, you know, working on uh, rebuilding and you know.
1: They they bought that hospital like months before, like yep. a couple months before it hit. So and they're and they're buyer beware.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Well, and they're totally committed yeah. um to uh to rebuilding the uh facility in marathon to meet the needs of that community. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. they they've I've been very impressed with them and their commitment to this area. They could have kind of pulled up stakes and said see ya, but they didn't.
0: Well, I think a lot of people have had that, you know, feeling over the years that you know, when one company takes over all these facilities that, you know, we're going to suffer somehow. And then I, I think in this case, you know, uh, they've given the community a very fair shake and taking good care of us, you know, so.
1: Ab- absolutely. And there's been so many wonderful volunteer groups that have come down mm-hmm. and are still here. They're, we, they're starting um, a more, um, um, organized, uh, uh, Common core mission for the recovery effort um, mm. from all these volunteer groups. Um, we got case managers coming down to help people that are still displaced of how they can get more permanent housing. Um, you know, people came down and like cleaned out, you know, all the muck in your homes. And I uh, mean, there was a
0: group of Mormons. Yes, that came down that those, yellow, those, guys, those
1: yellow things. Uh, right?
0: <laughs> they were un- you know, I, unbelievable. I was just. You know, and I I mean, I worked for a Mormon company, Mormon owned company, years and years and years ago. And of course, you know, lots of inside jokes and yada, yada, yada. But I'm telling you, these folks who came through, these guys that came through Silver Shores, I know they helped out a lot of other areas too. We tried to uh, hook them up with some people that we knew down in Big Pine that needed help. And I don't know if that worked out. I hope it did. But these guys from the Mormon church that came out, they were on their
1: mission. They were wonderful. And, And they were incredible. Absolutely, oh. I mean, they you, you could see them by the yellow shirts that they wore, and they were everywhere. And I heard which no.
0: you got to think for them. Now this is a wardrobe break because usually <laughs> it's a white shirt, <laughs> you know. yeah. so they got they got a style change. It was a happy yellow,
1: them. happy yellow. And trust me, when they came, they came right away when people really needed a, a boost.
0: Everybody's spirits buoyed, you know, mm-hmm. when those guys came through Silver Shores. I want to thank them personally. That was that was really a really cool uh, deal that. I mean, I, there were folks over there that basically stood there gap-jawed and blinking at the work that these guys did. Chainsaws, they, oh, everything. Yeah, know yep. yeah, it, it was it was really, really a cool deal. So, uh, Cammie, I, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming in. We do have a few minutes left to talk about uh, any of the other things that are going on. I know debris removal has been a real pain in the butt, but... Uh, you guys are getting another pass out of uh, one of the contractors, correct?
1: Yes. So, um, just so people understand, um, the US one is by FDOT. They own it; it's there right away. Right. So they've been responsible for that, and um, and they stopped collecting there for a little while. But the county put a little pressure, and now they're collecting one That's more good. final pass. Thank you. Um, Thank I know. You. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that is actually that for began-
0: debris uh, in uh, you know like hard goods and things like that, or is that for uh, vegetation
1: That's for both For it's They call it uh, Construction demolition debris And then they call it Vegetated debris Okay And then we have a few uh, Mobile homes And boats That are not supposed to be there <laughs> So we're gonna still see What's gonna happen with those um, But yeah So they're gonna They're starting the final And this is the final pass DOT is doing um, In the Big Pine area And then they're spreading out In both directions Yeah I know Isla Mirada Actually hired people To do DOT right away Because they just Were tired of Tired of, you know. of looking at it Well and and, and at that point, DOT didn't say whether, what they were going to do. So anyway, so Isla Morata is a little ahead of the curve of the rest of the county well, in terms of US having
0: one. little local government is a good thing. You know. <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're, you're tip the cap to Chris yep. Santee and those folks. Yep. You know, they do a great job.
1: Yep, absolutely. And so anyway, and so do not, and this is... This is for everywhere on u s one no more dumping on any debris anywhere yeah. on u s one It is a felony in the sheriff's office and other <laughs> law enforcement are not going to fool around they 've well, already had a couple of cases
0: pretty serious revenue generator folks if you get that meaning you know so
1: <laughs> and definitely don't dump on county roads um, mm-hmm. unless you are in the hard areas between mile marker sixteen and forty, and yeah. we are still going through there because. You know, people have small yards, and they can put stuff out on the road right, right away. Just so much gets collected, they can put a little more out right. because there's just not, otherwise you'd be blocking the roads.
0: Well, I mean, it really shows uh, kind of the two worlds that took place during this storm. So, you know, that uh, that far south, I mean, in between mile marker 40 and mile marker 16, is really a whole different world, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and throughout the county, we're we we're, we're closing in on two million cubic yards. Uh, two, yeah, two million cubic yards of debris. That is God. I mean, well, we this is, Mount
0: Key Lurgo. a whole
3: that's a whole yeah. key in and of itself, right? right. And and pretty it's close. Truckload
1: yeah. by truckload, and it takes like a half hour to forty five minutes to load one truck. So people understand it's a time consuming process.
0: That's huge. Yeah. So, uh, tip of the cap, Cami. You guys have done a hell of a job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, the step program. I think a good brainchild on whoever came up with it and, uh, and whoever found the funding. So uh, come back and see us again.
1: Thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: Absolutely. See? How about that? How many people actually say that and mean it? <laughs> I can take it. Bring it <laughs> on.
1: <laughs>
0: Cammie Clark, ladies and gentlemen, from the Monroe County. Uh, she is uh, the public information officer, which means when the board of county commissioners get together and talk stuff over, she's got to interpret it and then send it out so we can it out there for the rest of you folks. So, thank you so much. Thank We're you for really having me. It. You bet, Michael. Yeah, what the heck's going on, boy?
3: Yeah, you know, just some figures. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, by the
0: way, <laughs> stop by. The way. No, just getting some work done. It's Little okay. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah. Do you have any questions? No, no. I mean, it's escape? it's amazing
3: the work that they've been doing and uh, getting us to look look back to normal. We had some folks uh, that I showed some property to that came here the week after the storm. Uh, that we were showing property. And then they just came back this last week and they couldn't believe the the magnitude of improvement that we've had. I mean, we still got a lot of stuff, especially... As I was just driving down southward uh, in the Marathon area and, and southward, you still see a lot of stuff happening. But even there, but especially upward, northward, to see the improvement that we've made has been phenomenal. And that's, that's a lot of to all your guys' efforts.
1: Well, oh, thank you. And it's continuing. And as we say, we're not leaving till all the hurricane debris is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Who said
0: you are leaving? Yes.
1: <laughs> I personally would love a vacation. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> well, good luck with that, you know. We'll uh, will put in a good word for you. Yes. See if that works out for you. So thanks again, Kimmy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kim.
3: Michael. What do you? Yeah, uh, all kinds of stuff. I was doing a little business, um, a little snafu in one of our deals, but that's where uh, experience matters, and we were able to get it cleared up at the last minute nice. uh, with a funding issue with the closing we just had today. But all is good at the end of the day. Got cool. it closed. Everybody's happy. So nice. that's what we shoot for.
0: Right. Are we really out of time? Holy cow! Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, folks. Join us again next Monday for another edition of Florida Keys Real Estate Guys' Lives. We'll be back next Monday. Chop the vibes. Throw my cares up on a shelf Get on off for somewhere's else Where the weather's always
3: warm